T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. About to be a great night. Really good tonight. Yeah. This is one hell of a night. Now. Back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Hey, welcome back to the Hancock and Kelly show. I'm Michael Kelly, and that guy over there is John Hancock. I am. And if you're a, a regular listener, all three or four of you, then you'll know that this is the time. 906. There's nothing regular about it. Oh, it's very, uh, it's amazing. Nothing regular about it. We are joined by our own Sean Michael Lyle from the newsroom, a man who may be the most fascinating man any of us have ever met. And last week, uh, I was so agape with your fascinating stories uh, Mm. that um, we, and we ran out, uh, out of time. We couldn't get into the greatest radio segment of all time, and so let's start there. Well, well, first of all, let me re. Uh, uh, we, we were talking about uh, Governor Schwarzenegger. Arnold. And yeah, I, yes. I used to Arnold. Do, uh, yeah, he I wanted knew Arnold. I wanted, Yeah, the governor. I wanted to throw out one more little thing, a tidbit about that that was very interesting yes. in covering him. All right, uh, at the state capitol, uh, in his um, his offices. Yeah, uh, at the state capitol, he had conference room, right. the big conference room with the big conference table. Of course, and at the end was a, a, a table, yeah. and it had a long wooden box hmm. on the table. The box. And so he, he says to me, he says, when I get really mad at my staff, I open this box and click, click, and he opened it up. Yeah. Guess what was inside? Uh, it's hard to say. Long wooden box, guess. Hmm. A barbell? No. Swords? The Conan, the Conan the Barbarian sword. Really? Wow, it yeah. was a sword. It was, yeah. Wow. The Conan sword. Yeah, he had the Conan sword yeah. in the box in the governor's office. And he says, when I get really mad, I pull it out and I swing it around a few times. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, 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 I was... T- I was hoping, you know, I was hoping he would offer to let me pick it, but no, he did. He didn't offer. I didn't yeah, ask. Yeah, don't, don't touch the Conan's it, sword. Yeah. Was it true that he put a tent on the front lawn of the Capitol so he could go out and smoke cigars? Not the front lawn. Uh, just outside the conference room, there is a courtyard, and according to state law, you can't smoke uh, at a public building in California, and you can't smoke within a certain number of feet of yeah. an entrance. <laughs> and so there's this courtyard, and so. There, it went exactly, I think I don't know if it's 15 or 20 feet, I don't remember what it was, but exactly 
into that courtyard, which his offices had the only uh, right. uh, access yeah. to it. Yeah. Access to it. He had a smoking tent, and that's where we went to chomp on cigars. And yeah. did he have a phone out there whoa, 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 and stuff? Time out! Time out! Time out! Oh, you would chomp on that's cigars. That's where we went. Yeah, I've, I've smoked cigars with. I, in fact, every time I think uh-huh. about it, my my mouth still tastes like like an ash. Sean Michael. Lyle. I don't smoke. This man who went to broadcast school in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and we've learned, who used to sit and chat with Joyce DeWitt yeah. from Three's Company, is now, is now smoking cigars yeah. under the tent at the governor's office yes. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, well, Unbelievable. Well, the, you know, there are quite a few media people. You, the interesting thing, though, I... Yeah. Uh, you know, his wife, Maria Shriver. Yeah, never, I his ex-wife. Never, and I've, I saw him so many times, never saw the woman in my life. Really? Yeah. Wow. Never, they, they lived in Los Angeles. And he, of course, would oh, commute. Up, commute. And right across the street from the Capitol, there's this hotel, and oh. that's where he would stay. So, perhaps so would he go were, home every, what, Friday night? Yeah, or? I guess so. So yeah. perhaps they were sleeping in separate rooms separate, during that time? Separate parts of the state. Separate. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, so would he would wow. he hold court out there and do yeah. his meetings in the yes. tent? Uh, yes, yes, he would. And sounds like he had a pretty good relationship with the press. If you're in there chomping yes, cigars absolutely, with absolutely. him, absolutely. So he what, did. what was it understood? What was on the record and off the record? Um, I don't think anything was really off the record. I mean, I don't remember ever talking about off the record. No. Yeah. And more importantly, yeah. what were you smoking? What What was the cigar of choice out there? I don't know. The I Cohiba? Would, was I it would, the Arturo Fuente? The one that tastes like an ashtray, Julio. which to me is every all of them. I don't oh, smoke. so. Sure. But when the governor says smoke and he lights your cigar for you, yeah. you smoke the cigar. Arnold Schwarzenegger lit your yeah. cigar. Yeah. Unbelievable. Did you keep the cigar? No. It, no, he smoked the I cigar. I smoked the cigar. He's, you got to keep it, the stub and be like, look, this was is the cigar I smoked with it, uh, We are in Studio B of KMOX Radio right. in St. Louis yeah. at whatever this address is. Uh-huh. And sitting right here with us is a man whose cigar was lit by Arnold Schwarzenegger while he was governor I of California. I wasn't the only one, yeah. Unbelievable. But here, but uh, then. I, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, but I promised you my best moment as a newsman ever. Can't wait. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's 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 a St. Patrick's Day story. All okay? right. Because That's, it was uh, March the seventeenth. Uh, right. It was it was about because uh, you know, um, hey, we're Irish guys here. That's right. right. So a couple of yeah. you are. Yeah, a couple of us uh-huh. are. You know. Um, so anyway, the Lord looks Michael, Sean, and Sean Michael. Yeah, we yeah. Over here. It was St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day. I think it was about a dozen years ago, something like okay. that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was doing news in in my hometown. San Jose, California, which is Silicon Valley. Do you know the way? To San Jose? Yeah. Uh, that was a song from a long time ago. Uh, I've been away so long, I might forget and lose my way. Anyway, ahead, we Sean. digress. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, there are people making $100,000 a year who are homeless in my hometown. So. Whoa. Uh, wow. <laughs> so it's, but anyway, no, seriously, they wow. live in, they live in campers. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, really one time the mayor, the mayor, he, when I was talking to the mayor and recording, yeah. he said to me, he said, uh, he said, tell, tell all the business people stop creating good paying jobs. Wow. Because I have no place to put these people. <laughs> So I was, I was. Sounds covered. like St. Louis, huh? What a country! What a country! That's Yakov Smirnov. That's yeah. another story. I was, <laughs> I was covering, I was covering uh, the opening of the Irish immigration, uh, immigration. What am I saying? The Irish Innovation Center Ooh. in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I lived downtown. It was downtown. Yeah. Now on St. Patrick's Day. Right. So they're going to have a dignitary from Ireland, a guy named uh, Brian Cowan. 
Okay. Um, or Cohen, if you will. Uh, but Brian Cowan, he, he was going to be this dignitary from Ireland. So I go down there, and he comes in, and there are all these people there because it, it's connecting uh, Silicon Valley businesses with a growing tech industry in Ireland. There you mm-hmm. go. Wow. And, and so he was there, and he, uh, they, the digni- local dignitaries made speeches, and he made a little speech, and then some media talked to him. And so I, I afterwards, when everybody else had talked to him, I said, hey, can I talk to you? I had my little microphone. Yeah, of course. Said, Sean said, Michael Oyle. Yeah, there's a little party going on. So let's go around the corner here, and we go sit down in these, like these uh, these little uh, you know, bar stool tables. And, nice. and I sat there, and I asked them the questions about you know the importance of connecting Irish tech companies to tech companies in Silicon Valley and all that. And when we were done um, with the interview, then we just sat there for a while. He and I were both born in the same year, so we had... We just, we hit it off, you know, and we just sat there just there chatting, were. just chatting and just oh. really, really enjoying you each and, other's uh, company. You Cowan. This Cowan guy. And so there I am walking home and thinking, oh, if my, if my, if my beloved father and mother were still around to see me today, yes. that I was walking home thinking to myself, here it was St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And I spent the afternoon of St. Patrick's Day. With Cowan. Hanging out with the Prime Minister of Ireland. Whoa. Whoa. And wow! Yeah, that was the best. Well, that's ever. more than a dignitary. That's that was a, more than a, he was the prime minister. What do they call him? The uh, g- g- a tech, uh, t- uh, t- the teacock, teacock, Yeah, the teacock. Yeah, teacock, the teacock. And don't try and spell it. Irish are intended to the the letters have a little flim going on to be able to say. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah, you have to get hit on the back to say. Yeah, you can get it with a pinter. Yeah, but but the teacock. Yeah, yeah, the prime minister of Ireland. So that was that was my highlight. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's been twelve years since I did anything really worthwhile. No, come on. Not true. Not Cut your hair since the last time I saw you. And 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 I think we both have learned that Sean Michael Lyle and I have a similar, shall we say, quaff. And yeah. uh, uh-huh. and you you do your own yeah I take the little uh, the the electric thing the electric uh, um, uh, buzzer and I put the little guide on it and it goes like that but I also do my wife's hair really yes and and hers turns you, out really nice now does she have the same kind of quaff like no no, okay. no 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 I, I I I'm down to where I can do it in just a couple of minutes she has kind of a page boy. Oh, and, really? and I, I've done it for Mrs. years. Mrs. Lyle. And she used to. Now, what's her what's her first name? Candace. And Candace yeah. Lyle. And she's she's kind of given up on on trying to be her natural color anymore. So I don't yeah. color it like I used uh-huh. to. I used to color it, but she would she would always call it the Shay Sean that she would go. That's <laughs> that's where she would have her hair done. So how long have you been cutting Candace's hair? I don't know. Probably. Uh, well, fifteen years, maybe. He's been cutting Candace's hair for wow. fifteen years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's it's one of the few things that I do. Really yeah, well. I, I, I just I run out of words. You know, I mean, we spend this this wee bit of time together mm-hmm. each week, and the things we learn. Yeah, well. the experiences we've had, <laughs> the the memories we've made, have. I, I, it, it takes me a week to recover, Sean Michael. Lott. Well, that's why I only do it once that's a week. A, that's right. <laughs> so next Monday, uh, we will not be here. Yeah, there would be Cardinal baseball. Cardinal baseball. Yeah. We Michael, don't know. The next time we see you. It may take that long to recover from this one. This one was epic. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, we won't, we won't live to see the likes of this again, uh, except maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, Sean Michael Lyle, thank you for your time. Michael Kelly, thank you for your time. A couple of Irish guys. 
when we come back, what's trending? And Braxton Payne is going to join us, another regular on these Monday nights here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMLX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, it's Hancock and Kelly. Every week at this time, we go to visit with our own good buddy Braxton Payne for a little what's trending braxton good monday evening sir good evening it's always great to follow uh, sean and the poop fix commercial yeah. you know, it's a lot to live up to <laughs> those those are quite commercials aren't they uh yeah i think you guys should change the name of monday night to the monday night motley crew with me you know junior sean <laughs> that's uh, a good and idea two, and just you two in general it's just a nice little <laughs> motley crew we got going on it's a, it's a it's a very inexpensive expenditure by the people here at cable x is what it is you cut your own hair braxton uh, no, I don't think I could do that. And I think, I think my wife would kill me if I tried to cut her hair. I, I still think <laughs> I would like to see what her hairstyle looks like. We're going to need a picture. That's going to need to go. We need to go up on Twitter from Sean next week. I think that's, that's right. My wife, happen. my wife cuts my hair. Does she? She does uh, out of the ear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what's trending Braxton? You know, so before we start that, you know, we're you know, Easter was Sunday, was. and I heard you guys talking about Easter egg hunts last week. Yeah, and, you know, and so I was like, all right. So I had we had our family Easter with my in-laws and you know the, the grandparents and all of that. Yeah. So I was going into it. You know, it's actually we've been together for five years, and this will be actually my first Easter with the in-laws because I've always been out of town for different reasons. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know really much to expect. And I get there, and guess what? All the grandkids have to do Easter egg hunt egg, eggs. The uh, the youngest one is 16 years old. So well, the youngest, uh, youngest, and uh, my and wife's the oldest. They're so, getting eggs. Uh, we, they're, they're doing eggs. Yeah, so we had uh, three eggs that we had to find in the living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I wasn't the best at it. I was the last one to find my third egg. But so uh, does everybody have a specific color? Yes, so we all had to find one big egg, one small green egg, and one small pink egg. Um, (laughs) So, so I wasn't too good at it. I had to get some help from from the others. But uh, (laughs) yeah, but we ended up making twenty bucks each out of the deal. Oh, that's not bad. bad. There was money in the egg. Hey, there's inflation with the Easter bunny and the tooth fairy too, dude. Oh, oh yeah, twenty bucks. Did the the Easter bunny or the tooth fairy ever bring you twenty bucks? No, I got exactly nickel. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, come on, you didn't. You got more than a nickel. Uh, maybe you got, I got a, a buck for a tooth. No, not in my. No, are you kidding me? 
You know, we didn't have any money back in the day, Michael. Yeah. We were very poor. I think, and, I think we used to get 2 or $3. I think $3? when I had the, the, the tooth fairy. Yeah, I think that was about it. Yeah. What, whatever happens to all those baby teeth? Like, do, do moms keep them? Oh, or? oh, people do. Oh, yes. I have several friends that it's actually like in, you know, those books that you have uh, like the, the albums and they, they, they put them in baggies and then like, you know, that plastic case that you do down and they're all and they're yellowy and dead looking, you know, you know uh, some, yeah. someday archaeologists That's are going to dig those up and think we were all barbarians. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> are we kind of? Oh. I think the best part about the Easter egg hunt though, was after, after the kids got to done with it, yeah. then, you know, the in-laws, you know, they're all in their fifties, you know, forties, fifties. Well, they were just going to get their eggs handed to them, and Grandma said, no, 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 no. And so the kids got to hide the parents' Easter eggs in the basement. So 40 to 60-year-olds are hunting for Easter eggs in the basement. Were there any lost? Uh, No, I I think we ended up finding all of them because we (laughs) put it in our notes app where we hid them just in case one (laughs) weren't lost. Wow, that's that's pretty good because I still have a Christmas ornament in my bush out in front of the house. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so, so I just wanted to tell you guys about well, that. Thank you I mean, for I that. To, hey know, Braxton, did you ever go to an Easter egg where they dropped them a hunt where they dropped them out of a helicopter? What? Uh, no, but I was going to say how I used to throw Easter egg hunts growing up. Uh, so when we were in high school, let's just say we were twenty-one for the sake of for the sake of radio. <laughs> And I would do little, the night before, I would get together with one of my friends, and we would do little tasks inside each of the eggs. And instead of really hunting them, I would just have a little party with all my friends, and we would go around the table. I would hand everyone the same amount of eggs, and you'd have to do the task inside the egg. And most of the time, it had to do with, you know, some type of uh, beverage intake, huh. you know, anywhere from finish your drink while, you know, upside a drinking down. Game. Or, so or, so or the yeah. egg had instructions in the egg. Yeah, so it's like, you know, take five sips of your drink or switch the drink with the person across from you and finish ooh, their drink. Ooh, so, ooh, ooh. so you never knew what you were going to get, but it was a tradition. I, I did it from, let's just say once again, from the time I was 21 for about seven or eight years. And that was wow. that was my uh, tradition. And Did, did it, the tradition end because none of your friends wanted to play with you anymore? Because if I had to swap <laughs> drinks with people across the table, yeah, I, I'd be happening. like, no, this is not, not happening. happening. No. No. The, the the first downfall was the first uh, friend in the you know the group uh, to have a kid. Then, uh, then it became where they wanted to do the real. Yeah, that's and, that's when life really like um, yeah. hits you, right? Yeah. So I do have uh, three things of what's oh, good. trending well, for you guys. That's kind of the point. What's trending, um, big boy? You know, uh, we got the mask mandates. We got Tucker Carlson and tax day. Well, t- let's talk about Tucker Carlson because I think we can all agree we, you know, he he, he needs a little discussion. Yes. Yeah, so Tucker is is now coming out with a new documentary series, The End of Men. I think is the name of the title. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this video on uh, on on Twitter or anywhere. Um, the the documentary is pretty much about talking about masculinity and. It's to be honest, it's almost as like a, an erotic film uh, is what it really seems like. And one thing that, you know, Glover was talking about on his show today and I did, you know, I looked it up and after he was talking about it. And one of the things that they were talking about on the show that is now is like the new thing to do if you're masculine is to uh, suntan an area of your body for oh. a man. Say what? Yes. 
So what the one of the things that they're what would be the point of doing that? Show, Nobody sees it. Uh, it's apparently it's especially when you get to be more masculine is to sun tan your testicles. Like so, something happens to them because it puts in chemicals or something. How did we get here? I, I guess. Well, that's what Tucker Carlson is talking about. It's like when did Tucker Carlson, the little bow tie guy that got shot down by you know, John Stewart, you know, in the late 2000s <laughs> become like the, the picture of quote unquote masculinity. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> He's not that to me. And I, I'm so, not sun tanning. The question is, is, I mean, like, have you seen the video yet guys? No, Either of you? Uh-uh, my, I have a pop-up yeah, blocker. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much it. But it's like these guys working out shirtless and it's just, it's very weird. And I thought it was like a righteous Jim Jones, which is a show on, HBO, yeah, that's a funny like, show. I thought it was like a, like I thought it was like a parody. I legit thought it was Saturday Night Live. You know, so. I uh, got into the uh, tanning bed the other day. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> they don't make the curve big enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, for what's you? the matter with these? Things? It looks I like mean, they're making a waffle. I mean, it, 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 you're, not, you're not supposed to be touching the top of the curve. <laughs> it, you know, you lay in the thing. You're supposed to be getting a tan, and then the boom, there it is. And uh, so we need bigger curved tanning beds. That's 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 masculinity right there. That's what we need. Can't you imagine this guy in a tanning bed? Little glasses oh, on. Buddy, you would be you would be crisp after five minutes of sitting in that box. Yeah, well, they said that you should know, be a contest. You guys you come in looking pale. No way. You come in looking pale, you come out looking like a whale. I I'd tap out before I went in. <laughs> I, I mean, I I swear to God, if I if I stood up against a, a white wall with my shirt off, you wouldn't even know I was there. Wow, no. I'm so white. That that is that is true. I that that is a fact. <laughs> I'm not going to testify to that. Brax, <laughs> real quick, we got just about another minute. Give us something on the uh, mask mandates. What's going on? Yeah, so the lawsuit today um, by a, a group um, was struck down by the courts. So there's no longer a federal transit mask mandate in the four major airlines, Southwest, United, American, and uh, Delta all said that now masks are going to be optional. Mm. And I'm flying this weekend. So I'm like in a, you know, like, you know, I, I think I'll just wear mine. I don't think it'll be, a, a, you know, any problem. But my fear is like, you know, the people that are not going to wear them next to me are the ones that are going to have, I'm not even so concerned about COVID, just anything else, just breathing and coughing on. Well, yeah, look, we've been, look, we've been flying some of us for 50 years and you don't, you're not going to get sick uh, sitting next to somebody that's got. The yeah, you are because the COVID's out there and you can get it. Oh, and if you're in a plane, you could get COVID. Look, it's a personal choice now and I'm okay with that. I personally think that when I get on an airplane, I probably am still going to wear my mask. Now, I'm probably not going to be the guy in the airport uh, walking around with a mask. But when I get into that little tin can where they were, they're just sitting there breathing recycled air. Yeah, I'll I'll have the the mask on. Filter stuff going on. Oh yeah, how do you know, buddy? The the science. And so you got you know they they put the air and it goes through the (laughs) stuff and it comes out the thing and it's uh, it's good. I didn't know Republicans believed in science. Yeah, they don't. It's just something they casually point to. Did you? Uh, are you, do you? So you think you'll wear your mask? I think so. I also feel like for the flight attendants, you know, I have, I have several good friends that are flight attendants, mostly for Southwest, and they've just, you know, they've been doing their part, and they're just exhausted with telling people over and over again. So I kind of feel like for them, it might be a little bit of weight lifted off their shoulders that they can just finally go back to doing their job and not have to be, you know, yeah. 
policing Karens and, and Chads out there that don't want to wear oh, their masks. Is that time. the name of a dude version of yeah. Karen is Chad? Yeah, either that or Kevin. It kind of depends on Chad or Kevin. Chad, Chad's the more masculine version of of a of a. Uh, Hello, Karen. Chad. Hello, Kevin. Well, How, who who arbitrarily gets to make up the names that get used for this kind of stuff? I mean, you got people out there. They, they, they hey, do this stuff. that's what's trending. That's Braxton Payne, Hancock Kelly. Roll on after this on KMOX. Thanks, Brax. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. That's that's a Beatles, That's the old, uh, what you call them? The Beatles. Yeah, right. Thanks, man! I love uh, the Beatles. I hate this day. Me too. And you know what? I'm one of those people, I wait till the very last moment Me to give these people their money. Me too. And and you know what? In the, my life, I feel like an old person now, but I've been paying taxes since I was, what, 14, 13, 14 years what? old? Yeah, I, I had a job when I was 14. What the heck were you doing at 13 that caused you to pay taxes? You could work at 13. I worked at, I worked as a busboy, 14 years old, 13, 14, yeah. The summer of my yeah, I sophomore year. This. I, uh, yeah, Barb Kelly. Let's get Barb Kelly. I worked along. at a place I, that I, you like to eat at. What's that? Pios. Yeah. At thirteen? No, I guess what I've been fourteen. It was you know going uh, from my between my uh, I yeah fourteen. You could do it. You could. Okay. Well, whatever. I, I guess I'm making it up. So, but you were paying taxes at fourteen. Yeah, you had to file your taxes well, if you made five hundred bucks or more. You had to submit it. So I would get my W two and I would do it. At, I I don't remember five hundred bucks for the whole summer. Huh. You know, I was a bus boy. All right. And you know, they they gave me a W whatever form. They and did. So then I had to fill out my taxes and send them in. Wow. And in those days, I'm I was getting to this point. You yeah. remember, you would go by the post office and they would have a whole. Outdoor setup. Miserable. Where the people would be standing there the and, and they would accept it. And even downtown St. Louis, they used to stand in the middle of Market Street. Yes. And you would just drive up and then you were guaranteed to get your postmark. Well, today I had to pay my taxes. I went over to the post office. Not a soul there. Whoa. Just just went in. Boom. I, went in online. Online. I guess I, everybody's filing their taxes online. Yeah. Now, I filed my, ta- my 2021 taxes online. But today is the day that will live in infamy because there's nothing worse than you've got your taxes that are due in April for mm-hmm. the previous year. Right. And if you're self-employed, you got to pay for the pay first your, quarter your of next year. estimated taxes. Yeah. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And it, it just, it, I will tell you this, Michael. Oh, here we go. Now, this is going to be a rant against taxes. If the American people had to do what small business owners have to do yep. and write a check to the government mm-hmm. every month or every I quarter, do. whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, rather than having your taxes kind of surreptitiously taken out of your checks, you don't see it, you don't feel it, you don't realize it. If you had to physically write that check to the Internal Revenue Service and the Missouri Department of Revenue, as I did today in my kitchen, there would what be you, a, you're not unique here, dude. I did the same thing. There would be a tax revolt in this country. No, yeah, if I guess. Everybody but listen, had to pay their here's taxes two things. Like Number one, if you're paying taxes, that means you made money. That's a part of the deal. Yeah. There are two things that are for sure. You're going to die and you're going to pay them because they always win. Right. But they're, they're too high. And it, we're taxing too much. And we're really taxing the people that... 
you know. Well, you're the ones who all want to keep, you know, make sure we don't tax rich people and don't tax passive income and and don't, you know, you you who do you want to pay taxes, John? How are we going to pay for roads? Look, I don't want every year you want to make me be the defender of taxes. I hate them as much as you do. Do you know? Yes, I hate paying them as much as you They're do. The worst. I just want it to be equitable throughout all of us. I don't think they I are think equitable. we all ought to pay 23 for 24% of everything, no matter if you made twelve billion dollars or you made twelve hundred dollars. How about thirty-five percent? You for okay, that? Yeah. And then throw the six percent state on top of it. Now yeah. you're at forty-three percent. What? What? Now you get your. Now you get hey, your sales taxes. You're what? Whatever the tax is, is going to be, as long as it is equitable across the board. Too high. The more money you have, the less percentage of your income you pay. Too high. It is the truth. No, no. And so you're talking about people who never get their, no. uh, they, they pay their no, W-2s. The money they're paying make, a higher percentage of their taxes than Elon Musk is. Yes, they are. The they're more paying money, a higher percentage the, of their income. The more money you make, the higher the percentage of taxes you pay. Right. That's yeah, the way but, the tax But, John, works. you and I are both business people. Yeah. And the reason that we have to have accountants and others help us with our taxes is because of the way that we've structured business. We have deductions and stuff that we get. Right. It's not a simple process. But by the time it gets done, it's a better deal on your personal income than it is for a person who's getting their W-2. Here's because the- And that's my problem. It's a better deal for Elon Musk than it is for the guy who's a computer programmer out at Enterprise Leasing. It's a it's a better deal for Elon Musk if he's got capital gains income, which is taxed at a lower rate, which it should be. Because that encourages investment in the economy and, and it encourages economic growth. I'm all for taxing capital gains at a lower rate, uh, but income is taxed higher the more money you make. In that, in that, but, but but you also get to take more paying, deductions the more you make. Should we be paying fifty percent of what we earn in taxes to government? No, entities? I'm not going to sit here and the be the defender no. of taxes with you. I'm with you. I don't want to pay them either. Yes, but we all are going to pay them. So let's if we accept that principle, uh, that that premise that we're all going to pay taxes, why shouldn't it be equitable across the board? It is, and it's not. It is not. I pay a lesser percentage of my income uh, in taxes than say a person who doesn't own a business. I pay a lot of taxes. I pay taxes on my employees. I yes. pay, but when it comes to my personal income. There are far more advantages afforded to me and you as small business owners. And let me tell you, I'm with you. I think small business is the backbone. It is. We're the ones who ought to be getting the tax cuts. Yes. But these big corporations who don't pay any taxes uh, and who are able to, to shelter stuff, that's my point. It's not equitable across the board. Well, and here's here's the, maybe here's a place where you and I can agree. Okay. So the U.S. tax code is now... X thousands of pages. 50,000 pages or whatever. And um, we have tried at various points and, and have succeeded at various points in our history in the last 50, 60 years of simplifying the tax code, mm-hmm. getting rid of a bunch of deductions, getting rid of a bunch of exemptions, getting rid of a bunch of special. That's blah, all stuff blah, blah, that helps you and I. Uh, some of it. and uh, But simplifying the tax code in conjunction with lowering the rates. And if we could do, if we could do a major tax reform in this country that would lower the rates for everybody, the rates that everybody pays. Yes, and because usually the guys the, at the top are the beneficiaries yeah. of most of the sure. tax cuts, and they have lobbyists. And John, and, they, I, I and you it. and I, you and I as business owners, we pay a lot of taxes because we also get double taxed, right? We get to pay 
on, you know, our tax and then their tax and then blah, 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 and then all the fees and the licenses. It is ridiculous. The amount of money that we cut to government as small businesses. Yes. But I'm telling you right now that it's not equitable. We're paying far more than the guy who's running Ford Motor Company because he has more ways to shelter or she has more ways to shelter her income. And the guy who's out there being a computer program in a business really has nothing. He gets his charitable deduction, and he gets his deduction for his kids, and he gets his deduction for his house payment if he has one. Those are his – those are it. That's it for him. There's more afforded to you and I. And then the people at the real top, they're the ones who really get it. And that's Larry Kudlow, and we're glad to have him <laughs> with us this evening on uh, the Hancock and Kelly Show. When we come back, is it possible? Could it, it is. happen? It is. Might we live to see the day? that Albert Pujols hits home run number 700. That's next on Hancock and Kelly. Albert Pujols, the 1-0 pitch to Albert is hit high and deep to left field. Stay fair. It's a big fly for Albert Pujols. His 681st career home run, and we are tied at three. Albert thrills the Cardinal fans on hand here in Milwaukee. How about that? That was awesome. That means that Albert Pujols is 19 home runs away from 700. That's exactly what it means. I think he's going to do it. Well, he could. Um, So I didn't think when we signed him that 700 was something that was going to be possible. We talked about batting him against left-handed starters, and it just aren't that many Mm -hmm. left-handed starters. He, he has started against a right-hander in opening day, um, and they left him in against a right-hander the other day. So, you know, he's getting some at-bats, but he's got two home runs. That's April the 18th. And, um, you he know. He stays healthy. If you average three home runs a month, uh, plus one, you you make it. You know, he gets to 700, and I think it's doable. And I also well, think. You know, whatever his knee situation was in the last couple of years with mm-hmm. the with the Angels, and I think that's a lot better now. His well, swing he seems looks to be a lot, a lot thinner. Yeah, um, and he's lost some weight. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be thinner. And when I say thinner, I mean just a, a little bit smidge smaller than he used to be. He was never obviously a heavy man. No, no, but he fat. put on a little bit. You know, as yeah. uh, you know, I put on a little bit myself. Oh, and, really? You don't uh, like to talk? Uh, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, he put on a little bit, but. Yeah, the swing, what what I see, because, you know, we didn't get to see him in L.A. They're playing those games at 930, and you, mm-hmm. you just don't get to see I him very often. Uh, the swing looks the same. The, yeah. the stance looks the same. The swing, that home run he was, hit, There was no doubter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, I mean, it was it was an Albert Pujols home run. I mean, boom, there it was. And, and so I do think he's going to get there. Plus, he's going to see some late inning at-bats. Uh, against left-handed relievers, Josh Hader and others, um, where, you know, he's going to come up and the game's going to be on the line, and Albert's always been a clutch hitter. He's going to pop some uh, ding-dong Johnsons, uh, you know, in the in the late innings mm. of games, and I think he can get to 21. So I, I hope he can. I mean, he's only got 19 left, and, you know, there is, uh, is the right word intangible? There's an intangible yes. about playing – in St. Louis, particularly yep. like this season, uh, even with the Mark McGuire thing, I truly believe part of the reason that he was able to hit a lot of those home runs, he had a crowd that was cheering him on, and yeah. there was an energy, and uh, there is an energy that when Albert's in St. Louis that I think uh, 
make maybe worth an extra home run or two. Well, I think that's right. And the other thing that is not insignificant is the fact that, you know, those years in L.A., he was playing, you know, on a contract that was paying him 22 25 28 $30 million a year mm. every year. And there's a certain amount of pressure that comes from that. Yeah. You know, he signs with a new team in a new city. And he is you got to deliver, buddy. He's the highest paid until Mike Trout, but he was the highest paid player, and certainly uh, for the span of his nine and a half seasons there, uh, he was a you know a major um, draw on the payroll of that team. Mm-hmm. There's some pressure with that. Now he's back in St. Louis. He's making two and a half million dollars. Yeah, and Hancock money. Yeah, he he doesn't have to. He he doesn't have to. The, that pressure is gone. Yeah. And he's home. And he's with Yachty. Uh-huh. And he's on a team that's got a lot of talent around him. And people who actually care yeah. and are showing and up fans, and cheering. Yes, yes, yes. And so I think this is all good. I wonder. What well, did he play the night you were there? Uh, he did not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you wonder what? I wonder if, you know, he regrets ever leaving here. You know, I think in the long term, it probably worked out better. Well, certainly worked well, got, out what, better. He got about Cardinals. $30 million more. Going to L.A. Yeah. than he would have gotten here. Yeah, and it uh-huh. probably worked out better for Albert uh, financially, certainly. But there's got to be, I mean, there's there's something so special about seeing him in a Cardinal uniform after all these years. You think he feels that? Oh, yeah. I think he does. Yeah. Because yeah, he believe you know, his, look, he's spectacular, and he did really well with the Angels as well. But, I mean, his well, peak, he didn't, his pinnacle yeah, of his yeah. career was the birds on the bat those, those first 10 years. Those 11 years in yeah. St. Louis, you would be hard-pressed to find another 11-year period of anyone who right. has ever played the game. Anyone. Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, you name them. You would be hard-pressed to find anyone that put – Ted Williams, Stan Musial, that put 11 years together that were that unbelievable. You know, in every one of those years – uh, he hit 300, scored 100 runs, hit 30 home runs, and drove in 100 RBIs. I think he was he was one point shy, and one RBI shy of of that mark in his last year here. Wow, his 11th year. Other than that, every season that that's a standard that um, it, it just I don't think we'll ever see it again. Yeah, it's a special thing. It's a special time to get to live it, and yeah, I'm glad that. We're getting to see it, and I don't feel like this is some type of charity exercise. Not at all. I mean, I think he's putting up and showing up, um, and I think he's going to give it all he's got, and hopefully I think we're going to see it. You think we'll get a countdown clock here soon? Well, he's going to, yeah. I think if he hits another 10, uh, then I think the countdown clock is in for mm-hmm. sure. But, you know, the other thing about him is is what he brings into that clubhouse and these young players, his work ethic is second to none. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dedication, his knowledge of hitting. I mean, here's a, he's one of the greatest hitters that have ever played in the history of the game. And he's right there accessible to all these players. Um, it's it's remarkable. And uh, and I think, you know, I think he even at that level, he's going to make an indelible mark on this ball club. I'm, I'm, a, I'm bullish on this ball club. That's John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. You can catch us every Friday from 830 to 11 as we sit in for Charlie and Amy. Soon we'll be sitting in without Charlie. Poor guy. He's getting ready to hang it up. Always check us on Sunday mornings at 830 on Fox 2. 
And whenever there's not a Cardinal game on a Monday night, here we are. Right here from 8 to 10 on Monday evenings. John Hancock, always a pleasure to spend a night with you. And Matt Pajeski behind the dials and controls. Drew over here learning the tricks of the trade. We'll see you around the corner on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.